Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Before we start today's movie talk, let me ask you a question. Have you ever played Forge of Empires? Forge of Empires is a city-building game and also one of our sponsors for today's episode. In Forge of Empires, you can guide a village through the different epics of human history from the Stone Age to the future. Through skillful planning on the battlefield, you can expand your sphere of influence and create an impressive empire. What's more, there are continuous content updates to ensure years of fun together with millions of players around the world. And guess what? You can switch between browser, iOS, and Android devices at any time while playing Forges of Empire. If you're new to Forges of Empire, I have some great news. For a limited time, Collider fans can go to forgeofempires.com forward slash collider and get a bonus of $10 worth of diamonds. So download the game today by clicking the link in the description of this episode in order to get yourself a $10 starter package. This will give you 650 diamonds to start building your own empire. Diamonds are virtual in-game currency, no cash payout, only for new registrations, not transferable. Simply go to forgeofempires.com forward slash collider now. Download, install, click, claim gift, and get 650 diamonds right from the start. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Could Avengers Endgame make 300 million opening weekend? We have some first look images and new footage from CinemaCon for Terminator Dark Fate and more Avengers stuff. Endgame clip. Yep, that's right. We're talking all about it right now on Collider Movie Talk. That is right. Welcome, everybody, to Collider Movie Talk. I am your host, Mark Riley, filling in for Perry Nemiroff. And look who's joining me. John Roca's at the table, and oh my god, with one of the greatest entrances in free-for-all history, thanks. Greg Alba here as well. I'm Thank excited you. to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, my friend. I'm so happy. I'm usually pretty nervous before I do a first-time guest appearance on anything, yeah. but friends with John Roca, we're... 
We're, we're friends. We're friends. I'm not invited to your wedding or anything. Uh, but. You, you know, the jury's out. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Nobody's invited to my wedding right now. Yeah, so right. As we, as we okay. slowly plan along. But I, I wouldn't want to go anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Everyone's going to talk about the schmodown the whole time, and I just don't want to deal with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No schmodown talk nope. right now. Until <laughs> no, a little no bit sh- later. Schmodown yeah. talk at the wedding. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, believe me. My, I don't think my fiance wants to talk about the schmodown any more than a lot of people here. <laughs> I like the run here with a rookie, Riley. I know. We are. We can mess with him. That's right. Carry the bags, Alba. Carry That's the right. bags of the movie talk regulars. All right. No, Speaking of movie talk Kyla. regulars, let's get into it. Let's yes, get sir. into our first story. We are going to start with the new Terminator Dark Fate images. Yes. Uh, they were released. Paramount released six new images of Tim Miller's Terminator Dark Fate. No details on the plot just yet. But we do have a quote that came uh, came to us, and it was uh, Linda Hamilton, Tim Miller, talking about the movie, how he got excited about it. And he did say that what makes or breaks a movie is whether I care about the characters when everything starts exploding. I'm sure every action filmmaker says that, but I did really try and focus on the re- relationships of these characters to one another. And the fact that Linda came back makes this particular Terminator fresh. This story could only continue with her in the role of Sarah Connor. That's the most important thing to me. Linda re- invented this character in a way that both honors who she was before and brings something new to the role. Now, what also happened over at CinemaCon is that they released the very first footage of this Mm. and it blew the socks off Mm -hmm. of of the audience. I'm seeing it online right now. Even Jeff Snyder, who pretty much doesn't like big blockbuster movies, it seems. Sometimes he really dug this. Oh, this he liked. This he liked. Uh, There's a great write-up right now on Collider.com that I highly recommend you check out because it's a long description. Uh, So I don't necessarily want to go into all of it because it would take forever. I mean, it's basically Linda Hamilton coming back as Sarah Connor, kicking ass, doing bazookas at Terminators on a bridge. We have Mackenzie Davis's character Mm -hmm. that we see from uh, time traveling Mm -hmm. into Mexico City. She... Whoops the mass over there. So everything looks really good right now. And then Tim Miller also revealed that apparently this new Terminator can split in two, becoming twice as deadly. James McAvoy. That's awesome. (laughs) So this is is getting me excited. So, Greg, I want to go to you on this because Terminator has been one of those franchises that part one, part two, Mm -hmm. beloved. Mm -hmm. Everything else... Depending on your taste, not right. so good. So, does any of this do anything for you? Are you more excited? Uh, I'm more excited. Okay. I, I have been a very vocal on the internet saying that I, I have a lot of faith in this movie. I, I listened to the whole 45 minute. I think it was Hollywood Reporter interview with Tim Miller yeah. and uh, James Cameron, and it wasn't just a big fluff piece. You could tell they really are thinking this out, and even in the uh, the self awareness that uh, Tim Miller was talking about in that quote you were reading mm-hmm. of like, I know every action director probably says this. Just him even saying that little nugget of a line goes he's well aware of every little step he's taking and linda hamilton i think is the best addition for this because a lot of people the franchise seem to be taking this direction of no john connor's the main ingredient john connor's Mm -hmm. the main thing but we were talking about it before we started going live that Mm -hmm. uh you know linda hamilton is the one who started off this franchise sarah connor's the one who gets she's reinvented in part two it's going to be cool to see her reinvented in this one yeah and uh, i was actually talking with harloff before uh before we went live and he was saying that he thinks it's a great time to release it because there's going to be no competition for this kind of movie on November 1st. So I I have a lot of faith in this. I'm really excited about this movie. I, I have been for a while. Yeah, I've been uh, pretty mixed on the Terminator movies since part two. This stuff is getting me very, very mm-hmm. excited. Um, Roca, I know mm. you, we, we kind of shared the same opinion of these last Terminator movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were off air. We were talking about this, and you're like, eh. So all of this right. new footage. Uh, that you heard about in the new images, uh, does it move the needle at all for you? Well, it's, it's interesting. You look at these franchises, right? Aliens, Predator, and Terminator, right? Yeah. All these great starts that have just really kind of crapped the bed as they've gone forward in sure. installments after their second installments, you would argue, didn't quite match the same level as before. You you see what happens here. You bring it back. Tim Miller's got that Deadpool sweet smell on him. Then you bring in, you bring back Linda Hamilton, and you erase the other things. Kind of a la what happened with Halloween last yeah. year, right? Remove all the other Halloween installments. You bring back Jamie Lee Curtis. You you know bring that character back. This is great. She's off. She's kicking ass. This is what you want to see if you're going to bring back Linda Hamilton. Schwarzenegger come back looking like that. You know, looking like the old school, uh, old uh, Schwarzenegger there, like Grandpa King Conan over there. I love it. I love the vibe of this. So here's the deal. Yes, I am cautiously, 
cautiously optimistic. I love the description of the footage. I wish I'd been there at CinemaCon yeah. to see the footage. I think that might have helped me as well. No, it's just as good reading what the footage. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think, <laughs> but I think what's uh, what we uh, the thing is, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, that kind of thing. But these elements have come together to make it work, and I hope it works because. The reason we keep going back to these installments of Aliens, Predator, and uh, Terminator is because we hope that they will recapture the magic from the first couple of films of each franchise because that's what made us fans, and that's what we want to see one more time again. And it feels like this might be that. But if they blow it this time, for God's sakes, bury it oh, once yeah. and for all. I'm right there with you. If with Predator, yeah. just and Aliens, yeah. bury it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm along those thinking. It's like how can this Terminator franchise be still going yeah. after some of the, like, Terminator Genesis was... Well, I mean, I, just I, Salvation, too. Was, yes. uh, like, Salvation was wasn't very good, although I I, I, I kind of liked it. It's like really? one of those movies where, yeah, I kind of liked wow. it. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people. I was just mm. like, okay, but when I say kind of liked it, I mean, I'm doing this, meh. You're going to pass. Right? It was yeah, one of those yeah, things. Yeah. Genesis was, I, I just didn't understand the, the whole John Connor thing that they were going yeah. for there. All of a sudden, he's a Terminator. It's like, oh, I guess everybody's a Terminator in this right, world now. Right. Um, but, uh, Greg, to your point, I think it's very interesting they brought Linda Hamilton back yeah, because I think that is the heart of the franchise. Yes. I think that she was the one that in Terminator, she was just this very nice waitress minding her own mm-hmm. business, realizes she has the, uh, she's going to birth the savior mm-hmm. and then take down and, and create a resistance that's going to yeah, go against yeah. the, the machines and then reinvent it again in Terminator 2. So it, uh, it was the right reinvent her again. I yeah. love this. And yeah. from <laughs> the account of Jeff Snyder, who was at CinemaCon, is that when she came out on stage, she got the loudest cheer and that when the footage rolled uh, apparently sarah connor is on a bridge pulls out two guns one of them is a, a bazooka yeah. Yeah. and she's taking out terminators <laughs> yeah. i guess so yeah. um so awesome. he got people really really yeah. excited but i mean even james cameron in that hollywood reporter interview was like i was so because that's his ex-wife and he was yeah. i was so nervous to reach out to her but he reached out to her personally because he has that much faith in the story and then even though he he gave a plug for genesis yeah which had me a little skeptical he, yeah. he still wasn't creatively involved even as a producer for those movies mm. Right. So that is my point. That's where I was going to go to you, Roka, because he did come out, Cameron, and say that he gave praise to Genesis, which I don't understand after seeing the movie. Right. Yeah, he doesn't uh, need the money. But right. now, Greg, yeah. you make a great point. He did reach out to his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. He, do, he did sit down with Tim Miller to do this stuff. So do you believe that this this is a different Cameron, that he is actually truthful right now yeah i think so and i think because he's more involved in it right like it like john carpenter coming back to do halloween i mean there's a lot of comparisons right. here that are that are that make sense between the halloween comeback and this terminator comeback potentially being just as good or well received and cameron being involved in it makes a lot of sense too because the other thing look steven spielberg condoned those transformers movies that everybody freaking hates right but he, you know you, it doesn't tarnish his legacy or his no, opinion no. on things so james cameron he's a bit he's you know he's a businessman he's got a very strong opinions about a number of things that yeah. we've talked about on this show and mm-hmm. other people have talked about ad nauseum. So, look, he made a comment about Terminator and maybe saw something in there that sparked a thought in him that he liked, so he gave a, a, a blurb about it. Yeah. This is a different situation, and this also is another thing where everyone's kind of lining up to be to push this thing forward and hopefully put it across the line and be a successful installment in the franchise that gets people back in love with it mm-hmm. and giving it the benefit of the doubt rather than being skeptical. Yeah, yeah and I'm, i got to say, I am really excited based on the reaction from CinemaCon. Mm. Um, I do like these images. Again, I don't get very excited for images. i like, got to see it in motion. Who's playing? <laughs> yeah, I, he can't be the T-800, right? No, but he might be the... the an the, age might... version of Terminator. Like, and I'm wondering, too, yeah. that's a good point, because in Genesis, he did play an older Terminator that right. aged, right? Yeah. So maybe they're taking that same kind of idea that, I mean, it is human skin on the endoskeleton, so it probably ages. Yeah. He's probably that old Terminator, but I don't know how they're going to work that into the story. I, I, I had heard rumors, I don't know if it's true, but I heard rumors that he was going to play a scientist who they based the first Terminator like on. That Terminator in 3 deleted scene. Yeah, oh. in terms of the look, yeah, that he was the scientist and they based the T-800, the first one, wow. on him, and so he's going to be involved in that way, that, which is the only way I would accept this. I do not want a Grandpa Terminator. I don't. Like, we don't need it. It's yeah. no logical reason. I don't use a tape recorder. You know what I'm saying? I use an app on my phone, so you don't need it. And right. So, you know, like, the thing is, you got to move forward, and I think he, I, I hope he's playing a 
human being in some way connected to this whole thing, mm. that would be more believable to me. Because if he's playing a Terminator again, I guess we'll like it, but uh, it, it would worry me a little bit. How it's been done. Work. Yeah, it's been done. It's been done multiple times. I get it. So uh, you'll be able to decide. November first, this thing comes out, guys. What did you think? What? Go over to Collider.com. Read our Just Snyder's article about the yeah. footage. If you're excited, does it get you more excited? Drop in those comments. And we want to hear from you. And then we could do a proper Alien sequel, and then get a cinematic crossover with all three senior ladies in the I like that. franchise. Right? I like that a Jamie lot. Jamie Lee Curtis. I, 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 I think if this <laughs> thing isn't a, a success, people might be looking at Neil Blomkamp's version of exactly. Alien oh, that yeah, was going to come exactly. after Aliens. Sure. So. You can even get James Cameron produced that one, too. Yeah, it looks like of, he's yeah, putting his name on it, you know, so we'll wow. see. So uh, let's hear from you guys as well. Drop in those comments about Terminator Dark Fate. Are you excited? We want to hear from you. So let's move on to the next story, which is Avengers. It's Endgame. It is opening you, very soon. Are you over this? I'm, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not over it. I mean... It's Avengers. I can't believe the reason I'm saying it this is this way. Uh, Deadline is reporting that there is conservative tracking happening. Yes. That event, uh, Endgame might open between 200 and 250 million. That's a big range, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also saying that the three-day could reach as high as 300 million. That sigh you were were seeing at the beginning there is me going, holy, you know what? I'm like, really like, I cannot believe that this thing is tracking that way. But I want to put it to you, Roka, because Mm. this is, I'm starting to think about this. 257 million was the highest opening of all time for Infinity War. The The tracking, or sorry, the ticket sales was the highest ticket sale, pre sales in six hours. Yeah. It's the culmination of the MCU as we know it. We've had, you know, 10 plus years of these movies. I I see 300 million as a real shot. I see it happening. Roka, what do you see? I mean, not happening, but I yeah. see we could get close. What do you see? Yeah, it, just, it concerns me because I, like, I, I saw, the, I read the article and, you know, the interview or they talked to these people and they figured it out with the amount of theaters versus how many showings right. and what have you. Because and, it's three hours long. Right, it's three hours and two minutes, minutes. Two minutes long. But, right. you know, you got to factor in AMC has those half an hour blocks of commercials and trailers and whatever mm. ahead of time. So that's going to add time. They got to clean that theater. It's a four hour turnaround per screen so you got to worry you got to wonder how many screens are going to be showing it that often and people are going to go see it at like 1 a.m it's a three-hour movie those things those are the things that factor into this situation there's not a lot of 15 year olds be like oh i'm gonna go see it at 1 a.m or or 18 year olds or whatever like i'd be surprised by that so i I think it's certainly possible but a lot would need to happen to make it be possible yes the numbers work but like j like uh kevin costner says in jfk well with numbers i can uh show you that an elephant can hang off a cliff with its tail tied to a daisy doesn't mean it's possible or true. <laughs> so like, you look at this thing and say, can it happen? Sure, it can happen, but so much needs to happen for it to happen. Like 70% per theater. It has to be full per screening. Yeah. So that's a lot to ask. Uh, and if there's even little bit of a mixed reviews, then it, it could affect it really uh, powerfully. Yeah, and that's what this Deadline article says, is poor reviews could impact these projections, yeah. but Deadline claims that they know one credible industry professional <laughs> who one, saw the movie. One. one. So let's keep those... Uh, let's not worry. Let's, yeah. let's just go there. But one person said that it is mind-blowing. Yeah. So The second half, right? Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, the second half. So thank you, one person. Person. We appreciate your thoughts. Um, Greg, <laughs> literally be anyone. Yeah, I know. It's like, who's their source on this? But look, I, I trust Deadline Sourcing. My friend Frank. I, I just, I, I have a feeling in yeah. me because, and I'm not big on tracking because, mm. you know, Solo, like, sold out uh, Fandango yeah, to right. pre-ticket sales. You can't really tell what And then Thursday night, the previews were up and all this kind of stuff. And then Solo didn't even make a hundred million opening yeah. weekend, which was a Star Wars movie, for God's sakes. But with this one, I just have this gut feeling because of everything we've seen Infinity War, that cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. Like, yeah. Greg, does, does any of this make sense to you? Do you think oh, we it's could actually flop. see oh, it? It's yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a total But could disaster. it hit 300 million? I, th- I think for sure it'll outperform the opening weekend of Infinity War. Yeah, I, have I think that's no a safe No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, 300 million, like, you, that, a lot of the things you're factoring in, John, are so true. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to have more screens available. The runtime is very, very long. Mm. It's a lot of different... And and tracking is very difficult to determine how a movie will do. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only safe bet you could say is like for sure more than Infinity War's opening weekend. Three hundred million, I could definitely fathom that. It's mm-hmm. not like a maybe for me. I'm like if I hear that, I'm going to go yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. I, I am not surprised if that's what it, it gets. And I'm actually hoping it does. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I woke up at, would you guys do the whole morning ticket thing? I woke up at like 4.50 a.m. And I couldn't, it's three hours trying to get tickets. It was a disaster. Uh, I finally just looked at my app when I was uh, on Collider Live in the booth and I bought tickets. <laughs> you yeah. son of a B. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I was like, I wonder. <laughs> Nope, got him. No yeah. way. Yeah. I yeah. And my seats aren't that bad either. They yeah. were just like, they're at the Arclight in, in a great seat. So I got know. the text at 7 a.m. from my friend. He bought 53 tickets for us. So, <laughs> so, man. Yeah. so we were, so I didn't have to do a damn thing. That's awesome. Except yeah. Venmo him $19. I got into, that was uh, nice. I got into the IMAX screening four times and it just kept logging me out. I got oh. my seats and just logged me out every yeah. single time. You got to be quick. So I'm I like, know. this movie better make $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I look at that. It's a, maybe call it a gut feeling as well. Like I said, uh, I just think 300 million. You, you kind of said it, Greg. We can fathom it. We've yeah. seen it. Um, these 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 movies have opened huge now. But yeah, let, you know, why don't we do this? Let's make some. Uh, let's put the numbers. Mm. Let's let's give me Roca, oh. Greg. Give me your numbers. Opening weekend. Two hundred eighty million. Two hundred eighty million. Greg Roca, what do you got? Two eighty five. I say two eighty five. I was going to go, but you know, I just want to have pushing fun. it. Two eighty five. Yeah. Because yeah. if there's a weather situation. That could affect too. Very right? true. Right? Very That's true. That's happened. No, very true. Films have been. That's affected. why Solo didn't do well. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, the weather was bad that oh, day. There was a- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you're almost going to say it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to go with. I still think it's close to 300 million. I'm yep. going to go 291. Okay, opening nice. weekend. I so think I'm, I'm a lowball here. It'll yeah. almost get there, but yeah, 300 million is, is that's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's yeah. 257. I mean, we're talking almost God, 50 million more than that. Yeah, I I don't know. If I mean, it was a two-hour movie, Riley. A thousand percent yeah. over three hundred million. A thousand percent, and a lot of people but don't this, like. I mean, we're movie buffs, but a lot of people don't like dealing with the crowds. Yeah, they don't like dealing with the stress of that. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Know. I mean, like you know, we're hardcore sweaties. We're going to go see this thing opening night. Exactly. A lot of you guys uh, watching right now are going to go see this thing opening night. Um, right. But I wonder, you know, you know, my mother's going to see it probably on the Tuesday. You know, in her matinee that she goes to with her friends. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. You know, that people are saying that this thing can also make one billion dollars the first weekend because it's opening day and day in oh, China and multiple and countries, uh, yeah. multiple countries oh, all over the world. Would it be to be alive for that? <laughs> My <laughs> God! So, yeah. so everybody watching at home and listening on our movie talk podcast one feed, what do you think? Drop in your own numbers. Could this hit three hundred million? My God! Yeah. That is the question of the decade right now. That'll be the biggest opening of all time. And that three hundred million, if it gets there, I don't think people will touch that opening yeah. weekend for a long time. That'll yeah. cover Robert Downey Jr.'s salary for the movie, too. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to move on, but I want to remind everybody, we're going to go to some live Twitter questions at the end of the show, so start sending them right now at Collider Video and hashtag Collider Movie Talk. We want to get your questions, answer them at the end of the show. And before that, we have more Avengers. Yeah, you guys want to keep talking Avengers, right? Avengers. Because there was a clip that was unveiled over at CinemaCon, and I, would, I want to do a spoiler alert because a lot of people, including myself, I, I'm going to spoil myself, though, I don't need a lot of clips. I don't need a lot more trailers. Um, I do want to go in pretty cold for, with this, mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of cool, and it, it, it's kind of you can get, get a little bit off, it, off that last trailer. So in the new footage, spoiler alert is up. Stop listening right now if you're at home right now for the next uh, 30 seconds. Go to the Real Rejects. Yeah, go to the Real Rejects. Uh, In the new footage, the Avengers, including Black Widow, Captain America, War Machine, and Bruce Banner, are trying to make sense of this stranger, Carol Danvers, who just dropped into their lives. She's more than ready to go after Thanos and his Finney Stones, especially after Nebula and Rocket have helped her pinpoint his exact location, but not everybody's on board. Captain America explains to her that they usually work as a team. Bruce points out that they've gone up against Thanos before and lost. How do we know this is going to end differently, Bruce asks Carol, uh, and she says, because before you didn't have me. Oh, that mm. sounds like a Captain Marvel thing, so I love that. Mm-hmm. She says, and Thor weighs in with his judgment, as seen in the previous trailer, he stands in front of her, gets Stormbreaker, and he says, Carol doesn't even flinch, and uh, he basically says, let's go get this son of a bitch. We then cut to the flying spaceship piloted by Rocket, who says, has anybody been in space yet? Uh, and some people raise their hands, you better not throw up in my ship, says Rocket. So That last part is actually my favorite, because yeah. I had a, a, a big nitpick with Captain Marvel, a little slight spoiler here, you guys probably already seen it. Yeah. When Sam Jackson 
and uh, Mar- uh, I forgot the Maria Rambo uh, when oh, they yeah. go into space and they have like no no real like reaction to being in space for the first time. Right, rockets right. at least acknowledging them going. Who here has actually not been to space? You know, like yeah. Nick Fury adjusted to that really quick in the movie. So, yeah. I, well, I, I love the implications of this clip. I just you know it's yeah. it's assembling the Avengers essentially. They're going to have to go into space to go meet Thanos. So. The footage is all manipulated. Yeah, it's not footage, real. Yeah. <laughs> but they did debut it at CinemaCon. Um, it got everybody excited. Yeah. I'm excited by this. Roca, are you excited by this? Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't want to see any more. I, I know, but I, I know. We have to for our jobs. That's kind of part of it. So, mm-hmm. But this is great because this is a scene that makes sense and picks up the vibe from where we left off. In the last movie, in Infinity War, seeing Captain Marvel kind of get involved and be part mm-hmm. of this thing. How do you incorporate her when she's just shown up? She's a stranger. She's showing up essentially like a reliever in a baseball game to finish this thing out. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. We all got to do it as a team. Yeah. Um, and she may not need them. And this is going to be an interesting thing that as people watch this movie. Is that Captain? It may be that Captain Marvel never needed these Avengers in order to do what needed to be done against Thanos. So... It'll be interesting because this is a galactic warrior. This mm-hmm. is not a human being mm-hmm. who happened to take some serum. This is a galactic warrior. So well, I think like that's. Oh, sorry, to interrupt. no, no, no. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just saying. I, I think it'll be. I think that's going to be a fun thing to see the dichotomy and if they walk, if they can walk that line correctly. Because mm-hmm. maybe she does go up there, take the first swing, do whatever, and then Thanos, like you know, hands her her lunch. So she goes, okay, I do got to fix exactly. this. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that would be yeah. fun. That would be good to see. Give us another color on the layer on the character. Because exactly. I get everybody going like, yeah, the. Greatest, you know, reality is you got to make it all work within the team, yeah. and you've got to have everybody's got to have weaknesses and strengths. That's human. That's I mean, that's a that's anything in a movie. You've got to show that with your characters, and, and, and I think that's what I look forward to. I feel like with the Captain Marvel, a big complaint that people have is you don't really see a lot of those weaknesses physically, especially from her mm-hmm. in her own standalone movie. And there's all those jokes going around of like she's just going to show up and beat him, and people will be upset by that. So I think actually putting that early on in your film and showing her lose to Thanos or the team maybe losing another battle to Thanos very early on in the movie would be a great way to really have her be a part of the team. Like, exactly yeah. bouncing mm-hmm. off what you were saying. I'm going to give the Russo brothers a little credit because I believe that everybody, dude, they saw Captain Marvel. Yeah. We've been saying it even before Captain Marvel. She's going to just kick Thanos' ass, right? That's the assumption made. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving the Russo brothers a little credit. There's going to be something that they do that it's not going to be that make easy. It worse. Yeah, I, I, make I, it worse. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to have a movie. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, Otherwise, it's like we could have ended this Infinity War, just ex- ex- yeah, extended a little bit more. Pager goes off. Captain Marvel returns, kicks Thanos' ass, exactly. and that's that. But right. th- it's the process. How do we get our heroes back from becoming dust? How does Captain Marvel figure into this? Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe there's going to be something that surprises us because uh, that one guy that was with Deadline that saw this movie <laughs> yeah. Frank. said that it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And I, I do believe it because... I mean, we're talking the Russo's brothers now. I mean, they did Winter Soldier, then Civil War, then Infinity War. They're batting three for three right now. They must be so tired. They must be very tired. Really very rich. But Roca, I'm going to put it to you. Can they go four for four? In this movie? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I have no doubts about it. I really don't. Like, yeah. if there, there are, I don't know if there have been any more sure things than this coming out and being incredible. And Riley, you make a great point about that. You know, as a writer, you know that, Riley. You have to write yourself into a corner sometimes yeah. and find your way out. And yeah. like, how do you do that when you introduce a galactic warrior yeah. like Captain Marvel, who's very capable of destroying probably all the Avengers by herself? Mm-hmm. How does she get worked into this team? You just made you just exactly. wrote yourself into a corner. How do I get out of it? So you, that'll be exciting to watch as you go forward with you, this movie. You but think, yes, you think about more than the plot. You think about how would the characters go about right. this? How would they react know? to so, it? Yeah, yeah. And there's something in she got her power from a certain uh, Infinity Stone. True. So. True. You know, there's infinity stones that, you know, there's, there's, uh, in these clips and everything, uh, I mm-hmm. believe they also said that Thanos used the infinity stones again. Yeah. So in Endgame, so or what Nebula does that thinks mean? That he, Nebula, Nebula thinks that he has. That. Yeah, right. What does so that mean? Yeah. This is, uh, this is interesting. Uh, I'm going to stop talking now about Endgame because <laughs> we've done it enough. And yeah. I think a lot of people, including everybody at this table, maybe you out there, we don't need anything more. We're going to see this that's movie. That's the one bummer about hearing about the clip is like everything else for the trailers, especially knowing how much they manipulate. 
manipulate. You're like, it's all theory. It's all theory. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, this seems a little concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll move on to our next uh, uh, topic, that is. Yeah, I'm trying to talk my head out of this. All right. And that is the first trailer for My Spy. The CIA. With <laughs> Dave Batista. Yeah, the CIA. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are killing it again. Yeah. Uh, my Spy uh, is the new movie, and it uh, centers on JJ, played by Dave Batista, an elite and lethal CIA operative, played by, yeah, I already said that. When a mission goes wrong, JJ falls down a few rungs on the career ladder and goes undercover to run surveillance. But even that cushy op goes south for JJ as a whip smart nine year old girl, played by Chloe. Chloe Coleman busts him in the act and manages to keep the upper hand. My Spy arrives in theaters later this year from STX Films. We don't have an exact release date yet, but uh, Roka, I'm going to yeah. go to you on this. Yeah. What did you think about this trailer? Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly loved it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Look, Batista is really carving out his own niche as a professional wrestler turned actor. You have The Rock has already laid pretty much the groundwork. Cena's kind of coming in from behind a little bit, but not really getting these kinds of roles. But you have Batista as Drax. This is a franchise, a massive franchise. You have Batista in the James Bond movie. You have Batista in Blade Runner 2049. Now you have Batista branching out into these comedies. He's doing another one with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And so you got him in this, and this is a perfect thing to do. The Rock did this with game plan, mm-hmm. right? It's smart to do this, to get connected with a, a, a little child and then have a funny back and forth that takes advantage of the size and age versus a younger and you know he's in deficit because he just can't seem to stop killing the people he's supposed to be supervising or I mean surveilling and now this situation has presented itself and he's got to kind of like come to terms with it figure it out it leads to very funny comedic stuff and it shows you another side of Batista I tell you this a thousand percent I mean this do not be surprised if, da- if, like, down the road, a few years from now, Batista is holding a Best Sporting Actor Oscar. Do not be Whoa. surprised. I think he'll win it more, better, more than, uh, quicker than The Rock ever will, quicker than Cena ever will. Whoa. I just have a feeling as professional wrestlers turned actors, Batista has more depth and complexity Later and vulnerability. Yeah. He was that fantastic. One, that one role was that like, one yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I agree with you, Roka. I was shocked at how much I laughed at this yeah. trailer. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I thought the tone was on point. I thought thought the little girl was adorable and like held her own with Batista and mm-hmm. I think that humor that you see in Drax is coming out in a different way here yeah. and uh, I love it I I, I wouldn't put it past him I, I you can never say never with oscars right but uh i mean it seems a little weird for me right now to think of dave batista winning an oscar well, but look, you didn't think jamie fox was going to win an oscar and he's got ver- one for ray that's very true you know, so never say never, never but greg what did you think of this trailer did you like it as much as we I'm did i'm not as enthusiastic about it as you guys. i wasn't like <laughs> oh you want to just hysterical. oh i see you just want to talk about avengers endgame yeah. again all yeah. right roll, roll the clip let's go back <laughs> uh no i thought it was i thought it reminded me a lot of like the pacifier and game plan i've heard sure. some people throw out the words like kindergarten cop and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. more like pacifier and game plan mm-hmm. but i actually really like game plan yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> i was surprised by how much i enjoyed that and my one like it one thing that i really liked is that note of how he causes all this destruction as a spy and that's a complaint i've always had about bond mm-hmm. is he's supposed to be a spy but he's the last thing at being discreet you know? <laughs> right, right, so right. to actually have that play into your whole plot i think is great and i don't know the director peter uh, seagal is it peter siegel yeah siegel peter siegel right he did get Smart. Yeah. yeah, he did get smart, but he also did movies like Grudge Match and you know, like sure. some movies that weren't did so 50 great. First Dates, which was good, and then he also did, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, an it's, it's a real mixed bag. Certainly, guy. certainly uh, an inconsistent yeah, there's career. Yeah, some good ones. Yeah. And this, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, but I think it's cool that you know, even though we're not the target demographic for this kind of movie, I think that it appeals to like us mm. as well, yeah. as well as for children. So I think this could be a big hit, regardless, even if the trailer. And you know, looking at the trailers, like met with comedy trailers, I always pay attention to the likes and dislikes more than any other trailer. Oh, yeah. And the likes are through the roof on this. So people are loving this, and and I'm happy for Dave Bautista because I was kind of getting sick of him playing the same kind of guy. Yeah, and uh, get that. Like, putting him in, like, Spectre, which is another spy movie, ironically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Putting him in Spectre is just, like, cold, quiet guy. I'm like, nah, this guy has a a personality. Mm -hmm. Let's let it it shine. Even in, like, even as Drax, he's kind of just, you know, has these Mm one-liners, but he's kind of a two-dimensional character in, like, Guardians 2 and Infinity War. Guardians 1, he was great, but in this movie, 
movie, you're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna get a he has to. Um, oh, dang, what's the movie? That's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, carry it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they always say you don't want to work with children and pets, right? Or ch- children and animals on right. movie sets. So I think it's a sign of a really good actor that can hold his own uh, against a, a, a child actor. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see. I, it, it really landed well with me, uh, you know, somewhat with Greg and then Roca as well. It was fun. It, yeah. it seems fun. What do you guys think? Have you seen it? Go to Collider.com. You can check out the trailer right now for My Spy. Drop in those comments. We want to hear from you and what you think. So, all right, we're going to go to some Twitter questions now. But first, I want to do some plugs. We do have a Shazam spoiler review happening tonight. It will drop on our channel, so check that out. If uh, everybody going to see Shazam for the first time tonight and you want to get our spoiler thoughts, it's going to be up there. We also have Collider Mailbag this weekend. And then we also have a new Ladies' Night. It is back with Amy Simetz. She is the actress in the latest Pet Cemetery, and she has a nice Ladies' Night with Perry. We have a little clip for you. We're going to roll right now. Right now. Uh, not happening? Yeah. It's not happening. Let's no re- clip right let's now. Let's reenact it. Let's act it out, yeah. Riley. Well, We're going to three men so, will so reenact Perry it. sits back in her chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things. Amy right. leans forward. And- forward. Amy leans forward with the Pet Cemetery logo <laughs> behind her. All right. Speaks mm-hmm. eloquently about the things. They share some laughs. And it's, not oh, it's, it's not rolling. It's not rolling. Yeah, right. we're... Well. <laughs> I was liking this though. Oh, well. oh my God! Where are Collider bloopers when we need yeah, them? That was that was probably like right now, <laughs> right now, All right. right now. And then, you know what we're going to do right now? Take Twitter questions because f, <laughs> f it all the way home. We're not right. ladies. So let's, yeah. <laughs> but you can check that out. That is going to be up on the channel, and you can check it out with Perry and Amy Simons. Uh, I hear it was a great time. I can't wait to check it out myself. So I'm going to go to Rob Gal. Uh, wait. Wait, no, I can't even read that. So, how many new characters will be introduced in Avengers Endgame? Obviously, they won't be fully fleshed out, but mm-hmm. maybe a quick cameo or mention, which is usually how Marvel quietly introduces characters. A- example, <laughs> Doctor Strange, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I say four new characters. This is from Rog Galafasi. Mm. What do you think, guys? Four new, four new. Do you mean like Frank and Bob and James, or do you yeah, mean like no. legitimate, real characters? Um, there's some. Do we have any left? He's got to put a team back together again. Right. I feel like Thanos does. Like he right. lost Ebony Maw. He mm-hmm. lost all these people that were part of the Black Order with him. I want there. There's you could certainly make a case that four new people show up that are a new crew, or he brings them back to life somehow to be his crew again in the Black Order. So that's all possible because people loved the Black Order coming out of Infinity War and were angry that they all uh, essentially died uh, bef- uh, before the movie's over. So sure. you, I think the, if you're going to go that route, those four new characters seem the most make sense if there's going to be four. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about I, you, Greg? I, I blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about any new main, like what, what Rogue is saying about any new main characters. I feel like we'll probably get some characters that are linked to some new main characters, but personally, I kind of don't want that. And, and yeah. this specific, in this specific Avengers movie mm-hmm. or any MCU film, because of what's at stake, because it's even though it's called Endgame, it is essentially a part two to Infinity War. I kind of don't want any other uh, int- any characters being. We already got Captain Marvel being introduced to the team. We don't need to have. Have more introductions like just this is supposed to be the cap off you know so right. just let it let it be that and don't worry i mean marvel's always going to set something up but i don't want to be too like oh yeah I'm yeah all, I'm all consumed by that i'm with you i read this and, and by the way i read it wrong this wes sager uh oh. gave that question sorry okay. about that wes thank you for your question um I don't want new characters either, and because I, yeah. I feel like we have so many already that we're already going to be the Russes are already walking that line mm-hmm. of making sure that all these characters have some kind of. I don't know about arc, but like you know, they're they're worried about a lot. They have a lot of characters. I don't need anymore. I'm mm-hmm. just more interested in like the story right now and yeah. how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if they slide in some uh, you know some Easter eggs, great. If they introduce a new yeah, character, yeah, that's great. fine. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, there was a rumor that Silver Surfer would show up in Infinity War oh, yeah, yeah. because of that weird casting thing that yeah, happened. It's not yeah. happen. I, I I don't know uh, if they had that plan, but it, if anything, if they introduced a Silver Surfer, that would be rad for me. But I doubt that. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how the Fox deal works yet. Yeah, and I got a weird feeling that, you know, and I've been wrong, but yeah. I've also been right. I, I weird feeling that Thanos isn't 
the only main baddie in this movie. Isn't the main bad? Like, yeah, you've been my, saying like, that. Yeah, Rocky. I, I like feel that. like there might be more. If we go in, there isn't. I'll take egg on my face. I guess it's not the first time. But like this idea that it could be. I, I just have this feeling there's something more. There's something deeper, stronger behind this whole thing. Because Thanos has been behind it from the beginning since Thor, kind of in the background, and then came to the front. What if there's even a bigger baddie? Because there are. Galactus is certainly a bigger baddie. You could introduce Galactus. I think it's probably late in the game, but you never know. So I just think there's something more that we're going to see. Can't, I just don't know if a three-hour movie that you know, you've been waiting for the battle this whole time, it just seems like there needs to be more here. And we saw it with, with the Lord of the Rings. You know, that was an epic final battle, but so much other things happened. To uh, So many other armies and battles were had. So I just wonder if there's something more here that's going to go along with Thanos. Yeah, yeah. It could be wrong, but I have a weird feeling about it. All right. And the other thing to that point of the of all the characters, we already have characters who were who weren't in Infinity War right. who are coming to this yeah. one. Like, like Ronin and right. Ant-Man, right. Ant-Man and, and Valkyrie's been confirmed. Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's already got a lot of other people coming into that's the game point. right now. That's right. I can't. Yeah, that's right. Valkyrie was on the poster. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Valkyrie to come because I, I, they need all the help they can get for Thanos. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's go to this one. It's at SN Don Nib. And that's what with the Joker trailer using the song smiles so brilliantly what's your favorite movie trailer that took a sweet song and gave it a dark turn oh man that's a thinker of a question right there i know is it taking like the actual song or taking or like taking like a cover you know maybe a cover or maybe just a a song that was used in a trailer in an effective way do it uh joker right that was Joker, yeah. Right. Is that what they were mentioning? They were mentioning Joker using okay. Smile. Yeah. Wow. What, an, what is another trailer that used uh, something I know? I'm trying to rack my head as well. I should know. <laughs> Did they use Singing in the Rain in the Clockwork Orange trailer? I wonder know. if they did. I wonder if they did, because that's certainly a moment that shocked me. That's a pretty dark movie. Mm-hmm. And they play that song in a very dark uh, moment oh, yeah. of that movie, a, a violent moment of that movie. So certainly that. But with a trailer, it, it would take me some time to look, I think. You know, there's uh, the trailer that comes to mind. Uh, I, I can't remember the song. There's the Payback trailer, the Mel Gibson movie, mm. and oh, yeah. uh, the Dean Martin oh, song. What was yeah. the, 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 the song that they ain't that a kick in the head? Ain't that a kick in yeah. the head? Yeah, I really like that. The irony to that. Mm-hmm. I was just just recently, uh, I believe Godzilla King of Monsters used "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" in a in a kind of subdued yeah. way oh, yeah. that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, that was the first thing that popped in my head. But that, yeah, that's a good question, and then I wanted to ask it, but then I realized we have to do a lot of research. For that one, uh, we have yeah. to actually like, think about it because it's such a moments, though. Yeah, hip to be squared, American Psycho. Oh, we, that's pretty cool. That I went moment. to a, yeah, we're going to like '90s movies. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? All right, let's go to this one at Scott uh, at J Scott for real. If you could kickstart your own film festival, what would you call it, and what types of films would you Ooh. showcase, and in what city would you hold it? You guys get your own film festival. What are you calling it? What are you what are you featuring and what are you uh what, what city are you doing? I'm not sure what I call it, but I think doing like art house action films would be, would be Art House action films. Like, like, like movies like Drive or Upgrade, films like that or uh, uh what was the other one? Uh, not is it The Guest? The one with yeah. Dan Stevens like yeah, yeah stuff Dan like that. Steve, yeah. Things that are like real action driven. Like, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's just so good. I don't know what I would call it exactly. Art house action festival. It's not fun, but art yeah. house action festival, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Roka? Uh, you know, I'm boring. Uh, I, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, Don't let those kids tell you you're boring. Well, I would call it the Outlaw Nation Film Fest. There it is. Uh, and oh, yeah, the it would be all the. It would be the greatest westerns that have ever, uh, and they would be programmed in a certain way so you could appreciate the ed- the um, progression of the genre hmm. from the 30s with Stagecoach and some of the John Wayne stuff, too, where you see stuff like The uh, Wild Bunch, too, Unforgiven, to even more recently uh, Sisters Brothers or Slow West, the progression of the genre, and then start highlighting actors and actresses who made their bones in westerns and then directors in that way as well That's and i would good. probably hold it somewhere uh, in in the west maybe down in arizona somewhere or yeah. somewhere uh, further up uh, uh in north mexico in, in or but yeah maybe even mexico sure why not santa know. fe is a beautiful santa fe, town new mexico yeah, yeah exactly I'd hold it in new beverly cinema that's right new beverly yeah. cinema that's a good one <laughs> i would probably do a horror film festival i'd want uh, cuz horror you we're so cliche you, with her like, i know it's, it's like everybody's 
Western. Western. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I just love the horror genre so much because it is something you could you know horror benefits from sometimes just one location. Mm. So you can make you can have up and coming filmmakers make their horror movies scare the shit out of me. That's what I want. I will program it. I'm going to do it. Where am I going to do it? What's a scary town? I'm going to go to the Exorcist location Ooh, in D.C. I'm nice. going to have it around there. Nice. And I'm going to call it Riled Up. Oh. Like Riley, Riled nice, Up. Okay. Nice. Yeah, does that work? Oh, man. Okay. You should have it at the Vatican. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't do that. I don't, I don't think they never know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we do know. Yeah. <laughs> the Vatican. Hey, you're not doing that here. No, yeah. no, no. That's not a good one. Uh, all right. Let's go to this one at Brian Knight at Project Avant. Now that Captain Marvel has made $1 billion and Endgame. Oh, is it is, official? Yeah, it's oh, official. Nice. It, oh, it crossed $1 today, billion. Yeah. And Endgame is poised to break records. What will be the next MC, MCU movie to make $1 billion worldwide? Why? Aside from Endgame, and oh. yeah, aside from Endgame, do we uh, know so we have Spider-Man: Far From Home coming. Nope. We have Black Panther Two coming. He Black does Panther say 2, he probably. does say besides Black Panther Two. Um, Thanks for we specifying have, that. Up we front. do have the Eternals coming. <laughs> um, what else yeah. do we have? Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, part Two, and then what are we going to get after that? We don't I would know. Say Guardians. I say Guardians Three is the is the one in play at this point of yeah. the ones that have been announced or are going to happen. Guardians Three. If you're going to remove these other ones, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a cheat, uh, I would have to say Guardians is because people, the anticipation now of this to see what James Gunn right. is going to do with this film will get people into the, and if he And if he finishes this trilogy in a, in a fantastic way, it'll make people want to go over and over again to see yeah. it. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Uh, yeah, that was going to be my, that's why I brought it up. And then Roka just. Oh, totally yeah. <laughs> sorry, rookie. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll let you think a bit. I'm going to. I think it's something from the Disney Fox deal, perhaps. Ooh. Like whatever we get there, like a Fantastic Four or, or one of the X-Men movies or something yeah. like that. I yeah. think that would be. That, I think for sure one of those. Honestly, you know, far from home, I wouldn't be entirely. I don't see it breaking a billion, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if it mm-hmm. broke a billion. Yeah. I, I was going to go far from home and I'll tell you why. Because it's the next movie we're going to get after Endgame. Good call. And after the Avengers, Iron Man 3 comes out and makes over $1 billion because I think there's still going to be some hype left over. Now, that mm. is if we, it's like really great. And the critics and that's if love it's a, it and the audience sure love it. Continuation as well. Yeah. And because, he said, yeah, it's yeah. A, a continuation picks up, uh, I believe, after the media, almost immediately after the events of Endgame. Mm-hmm. At least okay. that's what I heard. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's more likely, yeah. Yeah, I so I, I would go with that because it's Spider Man. It did very well. The yeah. Homecoming did almost $700 million worldwide. Uh, so I would say say that's the best bet so and it's actually the highest reviewed like critic wise and audience score wise homecoming so right that's true and if he does when he comes back in the end game it's probably gonna be a lot of hype it's gonna no, be crazy no, right. actually you're probably right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're probably right Could be. Yeah. all right let's uh, do one last question and then we'll call it a day here on movie yeah. talk and it's at john caro four what is an actor actress you want to see to get out of his comfort zone in future films for example the likable tom hanks is in comedies dramas was in road to perdition hmm. yeah get out of their comfort zone I mean, Tom Hanks is always getting out of his comfort zone. Yeah. He was just revealed he's going to play Elvis Presley's manager in uh, Baz Luhrmann's uh, next movie mm-hmm. with, uh, that's going to focus on Elvis Presley. So well, a, lot of actors, Tom Parker. Yeah. a lot of actors who break typecasts, we, we kind of forget when they do because mm-hmm. they don't tend to be their big hits. Mm-hmm. I, would like, uh, this might, I don't know if this is a cheat of a question, but I kind of would want to see Tom Cruise do it again. Because he's kind of just been the same. Yeah, he's been Ethan Hunt for like ever. Ever, you know? every you movie. Yeah, 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 he's been Ethan Hunt for a while. But you know, when I was growing up, I didn't associate him as an action star. It was like Jerry Maguire, Born on the Fourth of July. These right. real, and that's what that's what allowed him to come back into the spotlight uh, and become like number one again in terms of box office. But I think. I think it'd be cool to see like him do another role, maybe, mm. maybe even a comedy, perhaps. Yeah, you know, uh, he he excels at comedy. Rex Grossman and uh, yeah, Tom exactly. Thunder, he, he kicked butt. And I'm sorry, Tom Cruise is fantastic as Lestat, the vampire, mm. and Interview with the Vampire. I watched sure. it, rewatched an interview over uh, Halloween last year, mm-hmm. and I forget how good that movie is. And I forget Anne Rice hated Tom Cruise, and right. then saw it. the yeah. movie and yeah. went, "Sorry, Tom Cruise," because yeah. he crushed it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Roka? Dan Day Lewis in a Fairly Brothers comedy. No, that would be great. Yeah, but he could do it though. You could totally see it. Uh, I think I, you know, I may have answered this already, so maybe I'm copping out here. But Tiffany Haddish, I would love to see Tiffany Mm. do a drama. I think Tiffany has the bones from her story of being homeless for a couple of years and living out of a car. 
her and Kevin Hart, if you could find a way to do a Kevin Hart in a drama, I know that new one that came out was okay, but like Tiffany Haddish is the one. I think Tiffany Haddish has the uh, abilities. Uh, just in just the voiceover work she did in Lego Movie Two was pretty incredible, and that she can sing that yeah. well. You're like, my God, you have all this talent. You were homeless. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't get across. You know, people didn't see it. People didn't want to cash. People, didn't, whatever reason, you didn't get. And look, uh, we could have lost all this talent yeah. if she hadn't found her way back. And the thing is, this that would be something. Something to to explore really well in a stark drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I, I just thought one more. Yeah, please. This might seem like a weird one because I personally don't really care for him as an actor. No. But, but Jai Courtney, if he did a comedy, because I think of like when James Franco did Pineapple Express, people mm-hmm. like fell in love with James Franco. Yeah. When Channing Tatum did 21 Jump Street, people fell in love with it. And a lot of people didn't really think they were like the greatest of actors, like the way mm-hmm. people feel about Jai Courtney. Sure. But what he did with Suicide Squad, that wasn't a comedy. He People really liked him in it. So I feel like a way for people to like Jai Courtney is if he leads a comedy. And he does a good job in that. Yeah, and yeah. Jai Courtney was just on Collider Live. So if you yeah, guys want to go to some of those clips, I mean, we did, I, um, I love Jai fact, Courney. He's, uh, yeah. he's coming in right now. He hey, Jai I gotta, I gotta tell you, he, Hi, Mike. Was, he was fantastic uh, yeah, on Collider Live. And uh, Captain Boomerang, yeah, he was the best part. It's like of the Captain movie Boomerang and, and Jack Reacher were the two like big. But oh, he yeah, was good, one. Jack Reacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll end it by saying that uh, we we touched on it. You were talking about it, Roca, when you said Dave Batista, and you mentioned Oscars with. With sooner or later with him. The Rock, for me, has played pretty much the same character mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. every single movie. I would love to see him get out of his comfort zone and do a straight drama. Mm-hmm. Do something that there's a lot of heart, um, something that really tests and flexes his muscle with acting. I want to see something that, you know, doesn't involve him being really funny and charming and, you know, something that, you know, takes some risks. Yeah, uh, like, I think especially you know, go now. deep. Yeah. Because I mean, he did Snitch a few years ago. Yeah, Snitch was good. And he, he was, was good, good. I in it. I think I saw that. Yeah, him yeah. and John Bernthal, and he's trying to save his son it's from a, a straightforward drama. Straight really? Drama. His okay. son gets caught up in this drug stuff going on with Benjamin Bratt being the drug lord, yeah. and he has to take the fall for his son and goes to jail to figure out who's setting this whole thing up. Nice. And he comes out, and, and him and John Bernthal kind of come together to figure this thing out together, but, and it's a great straight-up drama. But I think nice. he's even evolved more as an actor yeah. since, yeah. so I think him doing that now would be even better than what he did in Snitch. Great. i got to check out Snitch mm-hmm. then. Sounds good. All right, everybody, that'll do it for Collider <laughs> Movie Talk on this Thursday. Thank you for joining us today. Perry will be back next week to host, so thank you for joining us. I want to thank the panel here. Greg, thank you very much. Thank Where you. can people find you? Because you're not always here on Movie Talk. No, no, I'm not. I've <laughs> 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 been trying for years. Yeah, uh, right? The Real Rejects on YouTube and uh, Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, uh, at the Greg Alba. It'd be great if you followed me. There you I go. I like followers. Yeah. <laughs> you like followers. Better. We all do. And that over there is Though Roca says over there on Twitter. And you can follow me at Riley Around on Twitter as well. Thanks to everybody for joining us today. We will see you. Are we doing a wide shot next? Yeah, that's right. We'll see you next week. Good job, Greg. Talk is back. Well, thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Let's be there for us. Let's be there.